Hi guys, welcome back to College Girls Go Crazy, the podcast. This is your host, Julie Tucci, and I'm so happy to be talking to you guys. Today's episode is going to be a great one. I'm so excited to talk about it. I just have a very, very few quick updates about the week, um, spreading some good news, I hope. First things first, daylight savings, all right? has never been my friend. (laughs) I do not enjoy it getting dark out very early. It's 7.01 p.m. on a Sunday as I record this and I will likely be asleep in an hour because (laughs) seriously it makes me so 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 tired and I know that like it can get very unmotivating because it's dark and it feels late and kind of feel like the whole day is over. So just know that I'm trying my best to stay with it, stay on top of things, stay motivated. Getting out of the house before the sun sets really does help me um, just so that I make sure that I get some fresh air and some sunlight. So hopefully you guys have some few things that you're doing yourselves to feel a little bit better because I know this time is really, really hard for a lot of people. Light a candle inside, turn on that soft lighting, make some cozy food, snuggle up, I don't know, just try to make it as enjoyable as possible and know that I am sending my love. Another thing, um, today I went to, I think it's either Nederland or Nederland, probably Nederland, um, Colorado. It's just, I don't even really know how long we were in the car, maybe 30 minutes. And it was so cute and fun, a nice little, like, trip made me feel really um productive you could say I kind of had a chill weekend school-wise just because you know Thanksgiving is so soon and so these next couple days that I have of class are not anything too crazy so I got I picked up some really cute rings a cute little top and ate some really good pizza while we were down there and it was just perfect it was a little chilly but um that's okay because it was very worth it and I really enjoyed that and also I last night had a Friendsgiving with my roommates and a couple friends and we just did this as a cheese board. Thanksgiving food is not everybody's favorite thing. I personally like it but I kind of knew we some people were here some people were leaving to go home so we just did a little cheese board stayed in. It was absolutely delicious. I posted about it on my podcast Instagram story as well as my Trader Joe's Instagram story if you want to see what that looks like. It was absolutely delicious. Um, but yeah, I'm headed home. Like I said, today's Sunday. I'll be going home on Tuesday to spend Thanksgiving there with um, my parents and my siblings. And I'll just be gone for a couple days and I'm going to come back up here and finish out with some finals. So that's kind of what this upcoming week looks like for me as well as a little weekend wrap up. And I honestly want to get right into it with introducing today's guest. And Today's episode, I think, is very unique and special. I had an, such a fun time recording it with the guest. I sat down with Alexa Capelli, and Alexa and I used to do musical theater together when I lived in California. I think we probably met when I was like eight or nine or something around there, and we did plays together up until I moved out to Colorado. And it was so fun to be able to reconnect with her. I've stayed in touch a little bit and kind of kept up with what she was doing because let me tell you she is doing amazing things 
Alexa actually went to a performing arts high school, and her senior year, she was actually on season 14 of The Voice on Kelly Clarkson's team, so I did watch that while that was live, and that was always something that I was so proud of her for and thought was so cool and so exciting, and so... This episode is a lot about Alexa's um, music career and kind of like the whole process for her about how she's kind of moving into this all-in with music um, career and future. We talk about her songwriting process. We talk about how she films her music videos. We talk about what it was like going to this like different high school. We talked about what it was like balancing her music career while she was attending um, Cal Poly Pomona. And she ultimately did make the decision to take a semester off. And that is something that we talk about so that she can move forward with her career. And I actually really like this episode and really respect it because there is not just one path. And not everybody's path is a four-year college. Some people's paths are a two-year college. Some people's paths is no college. Some people, you know, like just start working immediately. Some people graduate early. Some people go abroad. Some people... Um, take gap years and so I just really thought this episode was awesome because she talks about what it was like kind of taking that leap ultimately to do what was best for her and I really respect that because we are all well I won't say we're all but like she's 21 years old so she's around that age of us girls in college going crazy and I think that this decision that she made is really going to help her professionally in the music industry and you guys she is absolutely so, so, so talented. It's absolutely insane. You'll have to check out her music. We talk about that. I'll have it all linked. But she is just blows me away with her voice. It's insane. And she's such a sweetheart. And I'm blabbering now. But I'm really proud of this episode. It was so fun to reconnect with an old friend and kind of show a different side of things. And so I think now is a great time to go ahead and get into it. And let's talk with Alexa. Hi, Alexa. Thank you so much for coming on today. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Um, And so thank you. I'm excited for us to get into everything. And first things first, we start off every episode. Will you please just share one crazy thing that you've done this past week? Um, Okay, so when you told me about this thing that you guys do at the beginning of every podcast, I was kind of thinking. um, And to me, it's something that isn't becoming as crazy, but man, my, my old self would have been like, that's such a cool thing. You should totally say that. And so I just released a second music video. It's now on YouTube. Um, and it's just been such a fun process to get to create those and share them with the world. But yeah. I think that is the perfect thing to share. And we are going to get into that because I want to know more about that. And I'm sure people listening also want to know more about that. So I'm excited to talk about it and I'll just quickly share mine. My crazy thing that I did was, I believe it was like last week, like probably, it was like a week ago today. I signed up for what I thought was spin class at like the rec center and I made my friend come with me, but it turns out I signed up for like power spin class. So <laughs> we like had to cycle and then like lift weights and then do burpees and then cycle and then lift weights and then do burpees for like 30 minutes after we like warmed up for 30 minutes I couldn't feel my whole body last week and I've never been that sore in my whole life and then last night we went to like Zumba like hip-hop so like my crazy thing is just like going to these workout classes kind of starting a new groove um trying out new things to see what fits so yes that is my crazy that's awesome yes it it was fun other than the fact that I literally could not feel my body it was great (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
But yeah, moving on, if you would just go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself, that would be awesome. Yeah, well, hi, I'm Alexa Capelli. I'm 21 years old, uh, born and raised in Southern California, um, actually where I met Julie. Um, and I have been singing my whole life. Um, I fell in love with songwriting in high school. My senior year, I was on The Voice, season 14, uh, made it to the top 24. And ever since, I've just been kind of unfolding the questions of who I want to be as an artist and as a person um and hoping people join me on whatever this journey is <laughs> awesome i think that sums it up perfectly and kind of gives us a sneak peek of some of the things that i want to know more about and more about you and yes like she mentioned i think alexa and i met when we were actually i swear i was like eight years old when we were theater kids together yeah. so that's that's cute of us um so let's honestly let's backtrack like let's take it way back and like let's talk about what it was like for you like falling in love with music okay so when i was seven um the worship leader at my home church, Hillside Community Church, had this awesome arts academy, um, which is where Julie and I, we met and did like musical theater productions and stuff. But when I was seven, I was pretty shy as a kid and I started taking voice lessons from her um, and from the worship leader. And I was really timid, but eventually I came out of my shell. I was doing those musical theater productions. Um, and I just really fell in love with performing and storytelling through performance. It started young and it's definitely like carried its way through and brought you like definitely to where you are now, which is something that I want to talk about because a lot has happened since we have last seen each other. And so thank you for kind of giving us that start there. And then I kind of want to jump to like, this is obviously something you're very passionate about. And I know that you chose to go to like a performing arts high school. And I, I know that's like a super different experience than like where I went to high school. And so what was it kind of like making that decision where you were like, this is a really important to me. Like I want to make this commitment. Yeah. So I went to an arts high school in, um, if anyone is California, it was in Orange County and I live my, well, I moved out, but my parents lived an hour and a half from the school. So I commuted every day back and forth. Um, and it was much longer than a typical high school day just because we had um, art classes like curriculum for whatever program we were in. So I was in commercial music, um, but for when I auditioned for the school, I actually auditioned for musical theater and for commercial music um, because I was just coming out of my musical theater phase and my mom had run into somebody that I used to go to preschool with her mom and she was telling her about this school that she was going to for dance um, and she told me about it and I was so ecstatic. I was like, yes, this sounds like where I need to be. And um, it took a little bit of convincing, but she finally allowed me to go. At the time, I was definitely torn. I don't know if I want to do musical theater or if I want to do commercial music, um, because a dream I had since I started voice lessons was I want to be on Broadway, um, just because I had so much like love for that. And then I didn't get into musical theater because I really just can't act for the life of me. Um, but I'd love to sing. And so I, I was accepted as a vocalist for the commercial music program there, which is now the popular music program. 
Um, but I took a songwriting class there and that's kind of where my love for music kind of transformed into uh, what it is now. Yeah, thank you for explaining that and like how it kind of worked out for you. And so I am curious if you kind of have like a number one lesson learned or like number one really big thing that this unique experience kind of added to you in this career that you're building for yourself. Hmm, dang. I feel like a similarity between what I've heard from other high school experiences is that like you learn a lot about yourself um, because you start out as like a young teen and then you're almost an adult when you leave. And it's, there's so many life lessons that I learned. Um, I was in a relationship for most of high school. Um, and so breaking up, that was rough. I feel like um, people can relate to that as well, but it doesn't always help going through like the crap of high school and then having that. But um, yeah, I, I definitely have struggled with comparison a lot. Um, and especially being an artist, being a creative person at a school where everyone is so creative it's really easy to compare my process to someone else's um but i i would just say something that i'm still learning now is to um if i could have told my younger self to not be afraid to ask questions in fear of looking dumb um if if i could have told my younger self that it's okay to take my time with things um, instead of feeling pressured to meet a certain standard, I, I definitely would have told myself that if I could. 100%. Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up. Because I can only imagine because like for me now, my community within like the business school is like, so 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 competitive. And for the first two years, they make everybody take the same classes. And I just tried so hard to like, stray away from that and just like make it like my own experience. But there's always just like a little like you always want to know how this one person did on this and stuff like that. So I can somewhat understand what you're talking about and so like with that and all these big things that you're learning like while going through these really transformative high school years um do you think that you attending this school had like a significant impact on your decision to audition for the voice and like how what kind of led you to that like in that path yeah um so there was a girl in my program who was on a season, two seasons before I was. And um, a little bit before that, my parents really wanted me to audition. Um, and then I was like, you know what, like, I'll think about it, I'll pray about it. And I just kind of put it on the back burner because I was, you know, preoccupied with school and such. Um, but then my parents, like, we all saw that this girl made it and we were like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like, I wonder if you could do it. And so, um, I missed the Los Angeles audition and then my dad and I drove to Vegas so I could stand in line for five hours to hopefully get an open call, um, and sing for 10 seconds in front of these people, um, that could potentially, you know, get me to the next level. Um, but the process of choosing to audition at first, I was really reluctant to looking back. I don't know why I, I think somewhere deep in me, there's a fear of rejection, but I, I'm glad that I did. I actually did not make it through that first round. Um, I did not get a call back after standing in line for five hours. Um, but it's because 
at least what I think is I sang a song by Stevie Wonder and I love Stevie Wonder. It just wasn't the genre for me. Um, and so that was kind of crushing, but then I ended up getting a call back, you know, later getting an email and um, yeah, the rest is history. So I know just because like I followed you, I was like, oh my God, Homegirl's <laughs> going to be on The Voice. Like I got to watch this. And I want to know how you picked between Kelly or Adam because um, Secrets Out, she did turn two chairs, you guys, <laughs> the voice process. So I, I don't know how I would make that decision. I don't know if you went in there like leaning one way or another. I, I let, Let's hear it. What do you think? Um, okay, so I definitely went in with the expectation of picking Kelly. Um, and, you know, a lot of people asked me if I was nervous to like sing in front of them, but you can't see them when you walk out because their chairs are the other way. And so I just did my absolute best to like not look at them. Um, and I was like, I told myself if they turn, I'm not going to look at them. I'm just going to keep singing because some people have like in the past, they've told us like stories of, of some awkward situations <laughs> when the person turned for them. Um, but yeah, and they asked me and everything. And that's what's really cool about the voices. You know, they asked me, you know, who I would pick if I could. Um, but really in the heat of the moment, like I could have picked someone else. But I definitely wanted Kelly. Um, and Kelly turned first for me. And then Adam turned. And he gave a really good case. Um, not to brag, but he told me he loved me. So I'm <laughs> still riding on the high of that, but I picked Kelly because I felt like she was um, just a great influence for me in my childhood. And um, I, I loved her voice. She was a great like inspiration for me vocally as well. Um, actually one of the first songs that I sang at my high school, I auditioned with the song called People Like Us. And once she turned her chair for me, um, after my song was finished, I told her that I auditioned for my high school um, with her song. And she was like, oh my gosh, I want to hear you sing it. And so then I started singing a little bit of it. And, you know, when you're on the stage and it, there's the crowd and everything in the band, it's so loud, you can't really hear what they're saying. And so I was singing the song and then I stopped and all of it went down. I picked Kelly and um, I got off stage. And my dad was like, you know, like, Kelly Clarkson just sang with you, right? Like, you know that you guys sang together just now. And I was like, what? And then I, the episode came out and I saw that she was harmonizing with me the whole time. And I was like, you're kidding. Like, that's just so cool. And I have a little video of it still. There's a little um, promo thing and, oh, it was just so fun. But yeah, hope that answers your question. No, it totally does. It makes me want to go back and watch it because honestly, like I get a lot on my like YouTube page, like for you or recommended a ton of voice clips because I love the show. My family and I, we always watch it. And so like, that's definitely something that I saw and like hearing it. I'm like, I knew that happened. I watched it. <laughs> so yeah, that's seriously so crazy. And so I am curious, like if you performing on this stage and like for live TV, was that like one of your biggest gigs and like your biggest audience or what was it kind of like? being on tv with these like ultra famous people yeah it was definitely my biggest like gig my biggest platform that i've ever been on i i learned so much from that experience i i met some really awesome people too and i'm still friends with them today which is even better like to make those lifelong connections i was able to get to have some time with kelly being in the top 24 we got to spend some time with her as a team um the six of us that were left before that round. Um, and 
we got to go bowling with her and we went to Universal Studios together. And um, that was just really fun. I have some really awesome memories still from the show and um, making more now with the people that I'm still in connections with. Oh, that's awesome. Meeting new people is like my favorite thing. Like these people that you just don't expect and you're like, how did I go all these years like without you? And then like now these are people that you share such great memories with. So I'm happy to hear that. That makes me very happy for you. <laughs> yes, that's so that's so true. Like I I sometimes look at my friend Jackie and I'm like, when did I like what? I don't know how I would what? Like, that's just so crazy because we've only known each other for almost like almost three years now, which is insane because we're so close. I know that's kind of how I think about like some of my roommates like here in Boulder. It's really crazy. They make us sign our houses like November of the year before. And my roommate that I live with, like I had met her in August and we signed a lease together in November. And like, oh my gosh. what the heck? <laughs> and, and it's like, how does that even happen? Like that could have gone so poorly and it didn't. So um, <laughs> kind of random little thing there. But I did <laughs> want to um, ask you, like, do you have like a biggest takeaway like from this experience as a whole? Hmm. Um, I kind of touched on it before, but I would just say, one, the people, um, the credibility is nice. Now when I go out and perform places, and I mentioned I was on The Voice, people kind of perk their ear up. And I wish it wasn't like that. I, I, I do think that people would listen if I didn't say that now. But even from noticing before, just the conversations are a little bit richer and they have more questions and things like that when I mentioned that. So that's really cool. Um, but yeah, and then I'd also say just the the little kick that I needed to continue to answer the questions, you know, what am I doing with this career and where do I want to go and what are my goals? Yeah. Kind of like a little way to like, I feel like, um, not, not like confirm, but like, you know, like you can go up and down on these paths with like, what do you want? And then you do something so amazing. You just kind of have, you're just like high on this idea and you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm doing the right thing for sure. I yeah. do want to ask, what was it like balancing high school? You mentioned like this was your senior year of high school. Um, I don't know, like if like what the application for college was like, or like what like timeline of you being on the show. How did you make that work? Especially if you're going to school for longer days and all of a sudden just like not in school or something. <laughs> yeah. So the typical school day was from eight to five um, with a little break in there for, you know, sanity. Um, and, uh, and then I had an hour each way. So it was, there were long days. Um, but on set, there was a teacher. And so if I ever needed questions answered, she would be there to give my material to, and she'd learn it. And then she'd teach it to me. Her name is Wendy. She was amazing. Um, and I, I definitely missed on a lot of those like group projects and things, but my teachers were so supportive and they helped me whenever they could. Um, so I did graduate, yay. Um, but I, I missed a few performances, um, but I was on a really big stage. So I guess, you know, them watching me, it was like, okay, like she's still, she's doing something for herself, which is good. and. They actually came to my school and filmed a little bit because that was part of my background story was that I went to this cool high school. Um, and yeah, I got to perform. We had 
to answer a little bit of your question before, like, what was it different? We had live music every Friday and it was always from somebody that went to the school. And so I got to perform on the street that everyone usually ate lunch at and people made signs and they filmed it all. It was all on the voice when they aired um, my episode. And yeah, it was super fun, but I, I definitely um, had to kind of narrow down what schools I wanted to apply to, um, even money-wise, it was there wasn't a whole lot I could do, so that made it easier, I guess. But yeah, I talk about this all the time with like a lot of my guests because I go to school like an hour away from my house. Like, I, I this is the one school I applied to, and like back then, I feel like I didn't really know what I wanted out of my college experience, and because they make you decide so young, that's a whole other thing that we don't need to get into right now. But um. So I'm not sure exactly what months you were on the voice of senior year. Would you just tell me real quick? Yeah, so it was the spring semester, um, but in October, in the fall, that's when we were all like, that's when we were filming. So it aired in the spring, but we were filming in the fall. So it was pretty much a year long thing. Um, but in the fall, it was like October, ish we were there for a month preparing beforehand and then um it it aired and then we went back for filming for live shows in the spring okay cool okay that makes that makes more sense so then what was it like kind of having like like you said you made it to the top 24 having this like come to a close and having to like adjust back to like what you were doing before oh gosh um, you know, if I'm being completely honest and transparent, um, I, it was hard. I, like I mentioned before about, you know, rejection, getting rejected on live television for everyone to see is rough. Um, and with accomplishing something like that, there was a false sense of pride in me. And so it was, it was like weird coming back because the you know the the pride in me wanted to win and I, I think when you get to that point in the show it's like you know you the the desire the closer you get to winning the desire for winning is stronger um and so when I when I got eliminated and came back home everyone was so supportive and there was there was no issues at all there but it was just kind of that internal struggle of am I good enough you know, like if I had tried harder, could I have won? If I had done something different or sang a different song? And so I was just kind of going through all that. But I I had some really great friends. I made really great memories my senior year. And I, I definitely felt loved. And especially the fans that I had made when I was on the show made sure that I felt the love of that. And um, I, I really appreciated that. And I still have some of those fans, you know, messaging me, messaging me every day still. Um, which is, which is awesome. Well, thank you so much for like opening up and sharing more about what that experience is like. Cause I know a lot of people listening and myself included would not know the next thing about any of that. So thank you so much. And I want to kind of jump in. So, all right, we've made this transition. Like we're back in high school. Like we just did this really awesome thing. And I mean, like, I'm sure you just have it. You're just like, like I said earlier, like music, 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 like you just got to do this amazing, cool thing. So what was kind of like your process for like next steps? Were you always planning on going to school? Like, 
I'm just curious kind of where your head was at when you, when it came time to decide. My first ever vocal coach, her name was Harmony. Um, you know her. Um, but she went to APU and everyone from my church, APU is a Azusa Pacific University in Southern California. And she went there and everyone from our church and their mom went there. And um, a lot of my friends now go there. And I was like, I'm going there. That's where I'm going to go. Um, and I went there for a, like an overnight thing my junior year. And I just, I just had this weird feeling. I, I prayed a lot about it and it just wasn't the place for me. Um, and so then I was thinking about going to Belmont and Nashville. I was thinking about like Cal States, like where I could go locally. Um, and so when it came time to apply for schools, um, it, like I said before, it was very narrowed down. Um, so I was going between Cal Poly Pomona and Belmont. Um, and I had finished my Cal Poly application. It was close to home. I could just commute. I was used to commuting. Um, and then the complete opposite, packing up and going to Nashville to pursue music and, you know, songwriting there. And then when I was filling out like the FAFSA and like applications and I was like, this is so expensive to apply. Like, what if I don't get in? I'm wasting all this money. And um, just going there in general, my parents could not afford that. And so I would be in a heck of a lot of debt. And in my personal and humble opinion, I, I don't think having debt as a musician is the smartest thing to do. Um, so I decided to not apply to Belmont. Um, so I actually just went to Cal Poly. I got in, I went there for a year. Um, and, and then I ended up switching schools, going to a, a junior college for a bit. Um, but even, even with that, like coming out of the show, there was this really awesome guy that wanted to work together on some music. I had met him from the church that I went to and, um, he is a great producer and he wanted to work on some music and stuff. So I brought him some like half finished songs and ideas and he brought them to life. And so then um, the summer, not after high school, but the first year after I released my first ever EP, uh, that was a year ago. And uh, I contained three songs that are like a mix of indie and pop. Um, but it was really just like an experiment for me to be able to ask questions of, okay, what kind of sounds do I like and resonate with? And um, what do I want my message to be? Yeah, so that kind of brings me actually to my next question. I wanted to ask what you did while you were in school to advance in music. I don't know if it was like, if it ever had to like take like a back step or like if school was always like the second priority. Like, I wanna know what that looked like for you. So I was a music major. I was a music industry major at Cal Poly. Um, my mom really wanted me to be a teacher. Part of me thinks it's because it was safer, you know, um, but I just, I, I teach voice lessons and that's honestly the furthest extent that I would like to go into teaching. Um, and my students are awesome. So I love that. But I, I didn't want to be a teacher. I definitely want to be an artist. I want to record. I want to tour. That's the first priority and goal. Um, and I've only just now gotten confident enough to share that dream with people and not feel dumb for sharing that. 
but yeah, my first year, so I did a lot of GEs and I took some music theory classes, which I'm so thankful for the music theory classes that I took in high school because they really helped me to be prepared for college. Um, the Cal Poly music theory uh, classes are very fast paced and I learned so much, but I learned it all so quick. And I kind of ended up like forgetting a little bit of it. Um, but then when I decided to go to a junior college, it was because um, there was this really awesome band that I wanted to be a part of. And um, it was just cheaper in general. I could do GEs and stuff from there. So I ended up switching to a junior college. And um, I ended up not taking any GEs at this junior college. Uh, one of my biggest things was I wanted to really hone in on music and so I was like I'll just take music classes and I can always you know go back to a four-year school or something else if I if I want to later like there's no rush to try and do anything now so I went to the junior college it's called Citrus College and I was in a few bands I took music theory musicianship basically it's like the written music and ear training um, and then learned a lot of music in the band that I was in, but I quickly noticed that I was having trouble keeping up with my own performances and my own gigs um, when I was doing those gigs for this class, for this band. Um, so I ended up not doing it the second semester I was there, and I ended up just taking music theory and musicianship um, which I was actually really thankful for because timing wise, you know, COVID crept in on us and could no longer do in-person teaching, um, which was really hard. And I don't even know how most of you guys are doing that. Um, so kudos to you, you know, keep pushing through. It was really rough, even just for those, you know, few weeks that we were doing it at the end of the semester. Um, but I had decided before then that I really wanted to focus on music when the semester ended um, and come the summer and everything and into the fall, I was like, you know, I really just want to go all in because my attempt of doing junior college without GEs was one step towards going all in. And then, you know, now it's like taking school off and I'm, I'm noticing how quickly my schedule is filling up with other things. Um, and that's, what I prayed for and hoped for. So I'm really enjoying that. And that takes guts. Like I have friends who consider it and they think about it and they're like, I don't know what my parents are going to think. I don't know. Like, I, I know there's always this fear, like you take a semester off and then like you never go back, which like isn't a bad thing. School's certainly not everybody's path. Like it literally, like it, there's so many different choices. And so were the people around you supportive of this decision? Did you kind of make it by yourself and then be like surprised or what was that like? <laughs> oh my gosh. So I have been praying so much. I'm a person of faith and I always have been. And um, it's definitely grown and become my own as an adult. Um, and I've just seen how God's answered me and my prayers in, in my life. And that's my worldview. But I was praying about it and I was like, okay, God, so I'm noticing like this is kind of the direction I want to go in. My brother was also going to that junior college. And so he was like, it'd be so fun to go to school together again because we didn't go to the same high school. We're twins. Um, so we went to the same school up to high school. But he went to this junior college and he was like, we should go to the same college. It'd be so fun. 
And so I was like, all right, it makes sense financially, um, career-wise, it makes sense. So I'm going to pray about it. And it just became clear. And so I was on my way to Cal Poly. I was in the car driving. I was pulling up and I called my mom and I was like, okay, God, if she tells me, you know what, it's fine. You can always go to school later. If she agrees with me, then I'll go do it. But if she kind of fights me on it, um, if she doesn't think it's a good idea, then I'll take that as a sign to wait for a better time to, you know, move forward. But she agreed with me and she was like, yeah, like I trust that you've, you know, been thinking about this for a bit. And, you know, that was really awesome of her to trust me with that. Um, so I ended up pulling out of Cal Poly and then going to Citrus and my family was super supportive. My brother was stoked because we went to the same school for a semester. And um, yeah, my dad's always been super supportive of my career too. That makes me very, very happy for you because things could turn out very differently if that wasn't the case. So I'm super, super excited and like just happy for you. And Thank you. Of course. And so let's talk about that. Like, okay, you know what? This is going to work out. We're going all in. I'm very curious what all in music means to you and kind of what, I don't know, like these next, like these past few months have looked like and like moving mm. forward. Yeah, I don't think these last few months were anything that anybody predicted or wanted. Um, so it definitely looks different than if I had, you know, planned it out in my head before. Um, I had so many gigs and things set up for this year that got canceled that fell through because, you know, venues aren't open. Um, so a lot of my attention has been going to online content making, branding, reaching out with people to work together. Um, I'm definitely a creature of habit. So I've been trying to step out of my comfort zone, working with new people, writing with people. Um, it's, it's just been the intentionality of, okay, what am I gonna do today to move forward in my career? What am I gonna do today to learn something new, um, to you know continue walking in the calling that I've been called in. And um, it's been a lot of, it's looked like a lot of phone calls, a lot of Zoom calls. Um, I love having conversations like this, um, getting to talk to people and just share what, you know, my journey has looked like and hear about others' journey and learn from them as well. Um, so it's definitely a process. I am so, so thankful for unemployment in this time. Um, just because, you know, the, the gigs and the venues, there's no way for me to do that right now. And so I've been connecting with people on that as well to, you know, move some stuff forward and maybe do some virtual events in the future. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's looked different, but I'm really grateful. My, my, um, the first single that I released since the EP last year, it was called Forbidden. And, um, I've been posting on TikTok and I decided to record a little video of me with my friend in the car jamming out to the song before it released. And some reason, the seventh day of me posting a dumb video like that, it kind of blew up in a way. And people were asking, oh my gosh, is this on Spotify? Where can I listen to this? And so now the song has over 600,000 streams on Spotify, which is such a big number for such a small artist. And um, that was that was a whirlwind. That was exciting. Um, but then I also just released another single called I'll Be Okay. 
and I have one coming up for the holidays and there's lots of music being made and I'm just I'm just on cloud nine. I'm just gonna throw this out there for everybody listening. I have known this since I met Alexa when we were like eight years old. <laughs> is so damn talented. I will have all of the links in the description like I literally made all my roommates listen to your song like the other day I like I'm not kidding like I'm not and I've known this I've known this the whole time and so if we learned anything here it's go listen (laughs) thank you oh my gosh you're so sweet of course and speaking of your music video and you obviously mentioned that as your crazy moment I want to know all about this like the actually you know what let's take a step back and let's first talk about your songwriting process maybe um we can talk about it for all be okay I don't know like if it remains relatively the same but let's start with that and then we'll talk more about the music video later yeah so um wait we can go back to my EP I I came in with ideas and you know little melodies and stuff um the one song that I had almost completely done when I showed it to my producer was the first song on the project. It's called If I Were You. And that one was inspired by True Events. Um, And it was just about relationship that I was in. And um, once it ended, it was just kind of hard to, you know, cut things off because I wanted to be there for him. But, um, you know, he was into other people. And I was like, oh, you know, like you could ask me, if, you know, for advice or something like that. I was just, you know, head over heels. And so um, that song was just kind of, you know, about the bouncing back and forth. Like if I were you, if I could give you any advice, it would have been to stay with me the whole time. That's what that song's about. And then um, the other ones, one of them is like a cute story that we made up, we co-wrote. And then the last one is one about breaking down walls, being vulnerable with others. It's called The Other Side. Um, And I really loved this project because it was like an overall picture of me as a brand new artist. And I really liked having those three songs out together as a body of work because it wasn't just like, oh, this isn't just like one song and she's going to make songs just like this. It was it was three completely different vibes and songs that um, I really resonated with because I wanted to, again, experiment and, you know, try things out. And then the single Forbidden that got, you know, some traction from TikTok, that one I wrote um, a little over a year ago now. Um, And that one was also inspired by True Events. Um, Everything that I write, you know, usually stems from some sort of situation that's just exaggerated, you know, snowballed into something that, you know, is a complete story. And so it was just like, you know, I had a friend that had a crush on somebody and I was like, oh yes, girl, I ship it like 100%. And then I noticed like him and I were getting closer um, and I did everything I could to make it known that I wasn't interested. Um, But at the end of the day, there was just some miscommunication. And so this song was a manifestation of what if I actually did like him? What if I did want to pursue this relationship? and so I brought that to my producer. We, we tweaked some things and, you know, finished it as a co-write. And then he produced it and we released it and it was really fun. And then with my newest single, I'll Be Okay, I wrote that the day before I moved out uh, of my house, which was in August of this year. So not long ago, um, the turnaround was really quick. I worked on it with David Francisco. I actually met him at an open mic in LA 
Um, and so that was really cool. He was on American Idol around the same time I was on The Voice. So that was sick. Um, but he produced this song. I wrote it really out of the authenticity of, okay, I've been avoiding these feelings. I've been avoiding the anxiety of, you know, leaving this era of my life. Fun fact, I live in a trailer and I live in a really bougie, you know, cute little RV park in LA. And um, so the months leading up to moving out, I was renovating it. It was my family's trailer. Um, and so the day that I left, I showed my mom this song and um, she doesn't usually cry, but you know, she shed a tear or two. Um, and it was just, it was just kind of a good moment for her and I, because my whole life I've always listened to her advice and stuff. And I mentioned her in the song. It's not like I was upset because there wasn't a place for me anymore. It was just because it was no longer where I was supposed to be. I had done everything that I needed to do up until that moment. And so um, taking that leap of faith into a new chapter of life was scary, but necessary. And, you know, I'm really happy with how the song turned out. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's so cool. There's some little fun facts that you don't necessarily know. I know there's like that one website, I don't even know what it's called right now, where they like take really like popular songs and will tell you like the meaning behind it or whatever. Oh, Lyric Genius? Yes, yes. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Something okay. like that. Something like that. And I'm just like, and I, I didn't even know it was a thing until like a year ago. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Oh my God. Cause it's so cool. It's so cool. Like interpreting it in different ways too. And so thank you for kind of sharing where all of those little bits and pieces came from for you. And I am curious because you were talking about like co-writing and producing, and I know you can find your music on like Apple and Spotify. What's, where do you like record? Do you have like a little setup, a little studio? What's that kind of looked like over the years? So Aaron Aiken, who produced the EP called the colors that make you and forbidden, um, he has his own little studio set up at home and the same thing with David. He has his own little studio now in the back of his house. So I'm, I've been lucky enough to be able to just go and, um, and record with them. Uh, we, we did some stuff remotely for a bit there while there was a stricter uh, lockdown and stuff, but now that things kind of open back up and testing is more available, we've been able to do some stuff in person um, with small groups of people, but yeah, it, that's been really helpful. For the EP, we definitely, we had a studio that we rented out for like a day. Um, I don't remember exactly, I forget what it's called, but we went there and did vocals and drums and we did the rest from uh, Aaron's home studio. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's cool that you have like those kind of resources. I know I've talked to people who do more like photo shoots and stuff and like we live super close from to Denver and they're like, yeah, I can just rent out this place for like a day and it's so cool. And I'm like, that's just something that I wouldn't even think about. I would think that like, I would need to have it all myself. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like things happen to fall into your lap sometimes. So. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad that you've been able to like make those connections and um, like find a place to do that. And so now I want to jump into the music video process. You just put one out, like you said, um, how long does it take? How do you like is it hard to come up with ideas? Like lay, lay it down. Like, let's hear it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am loving the amount of interest. Thank you for asking these awesome questions. Um, okay. So for Forbidden, the story of the song was pretty clear. Um, there was like only like one other way that you could think about the song. Like maybe you 
maybe if you listen to it uh, and the lyrics, there's this part in the chorus, um, is it even worth it if I lose a friend? And somebody could think of that as I don't want to like this guy because I could lose this, this friend that likes him, which was my situation. Um, but then, you know, people could think, oh, I don't want to date this guy because he's my friend and I don't want to lose him. You know what I mean? There's different ways you can think about it. So we went with the first one uh, and we had like a narrative. The people that um, directed and filmed it, they're from this studio. They have an awesome little business called Poema and they're actually wedding photographers. And um, Joe, uh, he is, it's a couple. So Joe and Brianne, they're super sweet. I met them through a mutual friend who's I've, who I've led worship with a few times at the church that I currently kind of interned for, I guess you could say. Um, and so he introduced us, it's a small world. I actually went to church with uh, her sister for a little bit. And um, so they ended up doing the project and it was so fun. They had so many ideas and it was really cool to just kind of bounce them off of each other and learn from them. I kept my hands open though, cause I didn't really have many expectations. This was my first one. Um, but it was really awesome to get to bring everyone together, you know, as safely as possible, you know, hand sanitizer, COVID waivers, all those things. But I hadn't seen my friends in a while. So when we filmed the video, it was like a reunion for all of us. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really fun to get to kind of dream up, okay, this is what we could do here. And we could have this part here and different shots that we could do. And, um, I had two of my friends do like the lead kind of roles. So my friend Cameron and my friend Megan, who was in, uh, in musical theater at the high school I also went to. So that was cool. We, we knew each other from high school. But yeah, that was a fun process. And then for I'll Be Okay, I just kind of called them up last minute. And I was like, hey, guys, like, I know we just finished this video, but can we do another music video? And they were so sweet and flexible. And we're like, heck, yeah, we'll do it for you. And um, so we just kind of dreamed up little props and sets that we could put together. Um, Joe is a, a man of many talents and he likes to collect things and stuff like that. So we had these awesome suitcases um, that he just had. And we hired a florist to bring in some beautiful flowers and greenery and stuff. Um, and so the set design was really fun. It was a more performance-based video. Um, we had home videos and stuff in it as well. Um, but yeah, it's just been really cool to get creative visually because a lot of my creativity comes from, you know, my heart, things that are already there, but to kind of think of stump something that out of nothing is like, oh, that's cool, you know? I like to hear you describe it and like kind of talk about how you've pulled in like these local people who like do things and like are willing to come together because I feel like for me, like I think music video and I'm like, how the heck did she afford to do that? Like, does the guy who does Harry Styles music's videos help her out? Like, you know, like there's so many options and hearing you talk about the process, I literally, I'm going to bring up Harry Styles again, like his Adore You music video with like the fish. I'm like, what, where, where does this come from? Like so many music videos I truly don't understand. And I'm like, I want to get there, but my mind, she's just, she's not there yet. And I like I try and so like that's why I was like I need to know because some of these people have this like really cre crazy like creative artistic like vision and I'm like that's so cool and so I think it's cool that like you've been able to kind of create that but then also pull from other people 
Oh, heck yeah. I love getting to work with other people and get their creative. I mean, even with in the process of creating the song, like with Aaron and David, um, being able to hear their ideas and it honestly helps me because it's like, okay, there's so many different directions that this could go in. Um, even with Aaron, we're working on a song right now and like, there's so many ideas. He's so creative and he's able to take something that I recorded in my dinky little tinny trailer and make it sound amazing. And it's like, wow, that's really cool. Um, so yeah, I love working with other people and this song that we're working on right now, um, I'm really excited for the music video on this one as well. I'm having another person do it. So that's going to be really exciting. Haven't announced any of it yet, but you heard it here first. I was going to say, I was going to ask if you had any new music, but you mentioned I have another one coming out for the holidays. So thank you for letting us in on that. And I kind of want to like wrap up with like a few little like last minute fun questions here. And so I am curious, like, who are your music role models? Like, who do you look up to in the industry? Oh, my gosh. Well, I know for you, it's Harry Styles. Um, <laughs> but for me, I have always loved singers like Kelly Clarkson. I mean, though, I picked her as my coach. Um, but I've really been loving songwriters who are also, you know, artists. Um, so a big inspiration more recently has been Julia Michaels, um, Lennon Stella. Wait, okay. I'm really glad. You, okay. I have to, I have to interrupt here. So my sister loves Julia Michaels, like paid VIP to like meet her, like is obsessed with her. Like we only listen to her, like when I'm with my sister. So I'm going to tell you some of that. And then with Lennon okay. Stella, this is funny. I interviewed this girl on my podcast, um, a couple weeks, not a couple weeks ago over the summer. And she did an internship with Sony and like for, and she goes to ASU and she was in the same sorority with one of my best friends. And so over like COVID, they set up this virtual sorority event with Lennon Stella and I went and I zoomed with Lennon Stella. <laughs> You're joking. That's awesome. Oh. And it's so funny because I was watching Nashville at the time and she's in that. I had no idea. I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely had no idea. And one day I'm watching the credits roll in and I, and my friend Lindsay, who's in the sorority, who invited me to this is watching it with me. And I go, Lindsay, um, did you know that in Stella's in Nashville, she plays Maddie. And we were like, we were shocked. We were shocked. So I, I had to throw that in there because I was going to say like, she, works in the music industry now she works at flight house and so like a lot of the stuff that you've brought to me like kind of reminds me of talking to her but like you're like the other side because she works on like the more business side of the artist and so I'm really glad you mentioned her but yeah <laughs> so fun what the heck yeah she's a really great writer and I've I've watched some interviews that she's done with people and they always ask her are you gonna go back into acting and I'm honestly loving the artist London Stella so I'm like girl if you want to go back to acting at least keep releasing music like please keep releasing music she's such an inspiration for me even sound wise um but yeah Julia Michaels love her and the fact that she's written every every song almost like all the big ones um usually have her name on it which is so cool um uh people always ask me like oh if you could collab with anybody like who would you collab with and you know usually they mean like as an artist you know um but I would just love to get to sit down in a room with Julia like not even to write with her but just to like watch her do her thing like that would be sick um but yeah I love them I've always loved um Andy Grammer and Ben Rector um they've always been like really 
like inspirational kind of feel good people for me growing up. Uh, and then I also like Maggie Rogers. I like Sigrid. Um, uh, whenever I'm like in a more country or like mood or phase, I, I like Maren Morris and Casey Musgraves. Um, but yeah, I just named a lot of people. So. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, another one, um, this one, again, you can list multiple. I was going to ask you like, if you could like all time, all time favorite song, but if you want to list like top three or just, I will, I knew this would be hard for you. I, I really did. So I'm, I will give you some time to think about it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let me pull up my handy dandy Spotify. Okay. I'm going to do top three, but I'm going to do like different categories. Okay. So one category is like, yes, my heart, let me cry. Let me cry and my heart. The second category would be like feel good, like bop. And then third category would be like, I wish I wrote this song. Okay. So first category, I would say um, peace. I'm going to do like within the last like three years. Um, but I'd say peace by Ben Rector. I really like that song because it talks about um like you you can always I talked about this a little bit before but like comparison um even comparing yourself to who you want to be or who you were um but maybe just forgetting about that and sitting in the moment of can I have peace right now with who I am right now I love that song um second one I wish I wrote light on by Maggie Rogers I just wish I wrote it such an inspiration especially for my song um if I were you lots of inspo from that one um, and then the bop, I really like, um, Deep by Julia Michaels. So fun. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. I'm, I wanted to know because I'm very curious, like, like the sound and like the artists, like, cause people have so, so much different music tastes. Like I couldn't even tell you who I listen to because I just like, it's everywhere. And mm -hmm. so Thank you. Thank you very much. And one last question I have for you is I do want to know one crazy thing that you want to do this upcoming week. This week. Um, I'm releasing a, a Christmas song this week, um, but that's going to happen. That's not necessarily like what I want to happen. It's just kind of going to happen. So, um, oh gosh, crazy thing. This is a good prompt. This is going to prompt me to start asking this question every week because I think everyone should do a crazy thing every week. That's cool. Thank you. And that's like my whole thing. It's kind of like something that you want to like manifest almost like into your life for this upcoming week. I think saying it out loud, hearing yourself say it when you like play this back. Like I know when I edit it, I'm always like, okay, I did it. I did it. Or I didn't do it. Like I still got to do it. So I'm glad you like it. <laughs> People ask me, what's my, you know, goal for the next five years or so, but they never ask like the, the little things, like, what are you gonna do this week to get there? Um, I mean, I could answer the, you know, the five-year thing, like I wanna be on a world tour, like I wanna be doing that. But this week, I, a crazy thing, I wanna write four songs this week. Is that like typical? Is that a lot? Like, is that pushing it or, or are you just constantly like doing it? Um, For me, that would be like ideal. Like that would be the, best like number for me um just because I am an independent artist so if I actually got the time to sit down and write four songs meant that I got all my other stuff done 
So that's really good. Honestly, like that's the fun part of being an artist is getting to be creative and, and create. Um, I'm so thankful for my brother. He's my manager now, which is awesome. Shout out to Nick. Um, but I, I definitely want to keep writing. It's been interesting with scheduling and um, doing all the other sorts of projects and things like that. But I, yeah, I'm gonna write four songs this week. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you totally are. You totally are. I believe in you. And my crazy thing that I want to do this week, I was just kind of thinking about it. And with this COVID world and a lot, there's like a lot going on. One of my roommates is not having her best week and she's just not like there's, we've gotten some bad news here and there. And so I think the one crazy thing that I want to do this week is to really like help her and be there for her because it just really makes me really sad to see that like happen and some things like I can't change, but I just think maybe just like be a better friend and like be there more for other people. I know that like I am one who like wants a lot of love and attention. And so like, I want to be able to share that with the people that I love also. And especially with like going home for Thanksgiving, like I just want to make sure that like I'm in a good mood around like my family. I haven't seen them in like a couple months. So I think that's what I want to do this week. <laughs> Heck yeah. That's so awesome. That's such a good point too, because a lot of the time, like there's, there's no way for you to be able to encourage other people unless like you're really like, you know, full in your own self. And so making it like, for me, like being able to create is that time for me to like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to fill up on this and then I'll be able to like give to other people. And so that, that shows a lot about your character and your heart that you want to be there for your friend. I, I love that. I'm going to try I really am. And hopefully I can do it. So that's all I have. Thank you seriously so much for answering all of my questions and just sharing everything with me and everybody who's going to listen. Thank you so much for having me. I thoroughly enjoyed this and, um, yeah, shameless plug. Anyone who wants to listen to my music, you can follow the links or whatever in the description. Or I don't know what you said, um, but that would mean a lot to me. Yeah. Yes, everybody stream, Alex Capelli. Um, I'll have all of it linked. But yeah, thank you. All right, you guys. Thank you so, so, so much for listening to me talk to Alexa today. I seriously had so much fun with this episode and I love the way the conversation went and just how everything turned out. It was an amazing point of view. I learned a lot. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Kind of seeing, you know, just another perspective and another way to live your college age years. And I, like I've said a hundred times, Alexa is absolutely so talented. So please check out her music, watch her music videos, stream all of her songs. I will have everything you need linked in the podcast notes below. And I know you guys will enjoy it. She has such an amazing voice and I'm excited for you all to hear it. So thank you so much for tuning in. And really quick, I wanted to send everybody off. Um, This episode will be rolling out right around Thanksgiving and I know that it looks different this year. Not everybody's able to do it with their extended families. Not everybody's able to do it with friends. Not everybody's able to go home. Some of you might be home through January, and I just know that that is so different and not what any of us expected, and so I just wanted you guys to know that I'm sending all my love out there. I want this to go well for everybody, no matter what your situation looks like, but I know that that's easier said than done. I know that this can take a toll on us emotionally, mentally, physically, and so I just want everybody to know that 
we are in this together and that I am here for each and every one of you regardless of what these next couple of weeks look like for you. Please take some time to relax if that works out with your schedule. I know finals are rolling in and that can get really stressful but just know that self-love and taking rest days are very very important. Prioritize yourself in these crazy times and I am sending all my love to you as we start off this holiday season. So thank you guys so much for listening. We will talk soon. In the meantime, go crazy. College girl. College girls go crazy.